Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We continue to lift up the listeners. We pray for those on my sick list. We pray for those who are suffering from the effects of COVID. We pray the blood of Jesus over high cholesterol. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the atoning sacrifice, Jesus Christ. Amen. February is also known as the Love Month. So this month, I'm doing a series on love entitled, Who Loves You? and Who Do You Love? Today's answer to Who Loves You? God loves you. My friends, many question God's love because of world events. Some say, if God loves us, why is there poverty, or famine, or war, or murder, or child trafficking, or any number of issues? The simple answer is, it is because of sin. The world that God created is not the world that will be here when he renews the world. That world will be free from sin, and thus will not have the problems associated with a sin-filled world. Until that time comes, we are all stuck with the concerns of this life and how to deal with them. In spite of all the problems facing the people of earth, God still loves his creation. He loves us so much that he gave us free will, or the ability to choose to love him. He doesn't force us to give him praise and glory, even though that's what we were made to do. He allows us to reject him, and when we choose to reject him, we sin. And we all have to experience the suffering that goes with the sin. So, my brothers and sisters in Christ, the love of God for you and I is immeasurable. Romans 8, 35-39 starts with the question, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? The answer, nothing. Satan will try by sending your way grievous trouble, severe trial, or suffering, also known as tribulation. If you haven't had any of those problems in your life, keep living. Have you had great pain, anxiety, or sorrow? This is distress. Have you been persecuted because you are a Christian? Now here's one for you. Does anybody know that you are a Christian? Paul adds famine to the list, and most folks do not know about the lack of food or starvation here in the United States. Yet, we still have children who go to bed hungry every night. Could you see how the doubt of God's love could take hold if you were hungry or your children are hungry? Paul also uses nakedness, which during Paul's time meant the lack of clothes or the ability to get them. The word peril means the exposure to loss, injury, or destruction, grave risk, jeopardy, or great danger. My Christian friends, if you live in Atlanta, Georgia, you face peril every time you drive the roads as you expose yourself to loss, injury, or destruction. Remember, Satan is trying to separate you, and the Atlanta drivers are certainly Satan's tools. Paul adds the word sword to the list of items that try to separate us from the love of Christ. Again, Satan is trying to convince people that Christians should be killed. This is happening all over the world as the church is under attack. 
But none of these things can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. But let me be clear. God loves his creation, but his love in keeping those from being separated, that particular love belongs to those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. So the question is, who do you love? Charles Kennedy and Mike Barker love to fish, but not more than they love God. Many actors and actresses love to act, but this group of Christian dramatic characters do not act like they love God. They profess their love for God. Professional and college athletes point to the sky after making a big play, giving praise to God for all to see. They do that because they love God, and they are not ashamed. So I ask you again, who do you love? Why would someone risk their reputation over loving God who they cannot see? This world is all about tangible things. Let me see it, touch it, taste it, smell it, and hear it. and Then I will believe that it exists. The world is tied to the five senses, but the Christian believes God exists only by faith. It is the love-faith relationship that are inseparable. These two sides of God are a paradox, or, in theology, called an antinomy. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. My friends, God's love side for us is him giving his Son to die for us. God's faith requirement is that we believe in his Son, it is his requirement of faith that shows his justice side. God didn't force anybody to believe, but by rejecting his son, the choice has been made by those who dismiss the offer of eternal life. That choice is the decision that determines where you will spend eternity. God shows his love for us by giving us time to change. Second Peter 3 and 10 teaches, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. My Christian comrades, aren't you glad that Jesus delayed his return, which gave you time to repent and accept him as Savior? For those who haven't made that decision, there is still time. Hebrews 11 and 6 states, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Folks, it is our faith in God that causes him to reveal himself in our hearts. It is his love for us that causes him to reward us for seeking him. When we go after God, he repays us with his love. So my friends, when I ask you who loves you and who do you love, God should be at the top of your list. My Christian brothers and sisters, the love of God is much different than our concept of love. For humans, one of our greatest needs is to be loved. We want and need to know that somebody truly loves us and accepts us unconditionally. But when we don't receive what we believe is proper love, we will seek it elsewhere. My friends, I've come to let you know that you don't have to look elsewhere. The Lord God, the creator of the heavens and earth, loves you, and loves you unconditionally. Did you know that there are four kinds of love in the Bible? Eros is romantic love. 
Storge is love between family members. Philia is love without romantic attraction and occurs between friends. Agape is the sacrificial, unconditional love of God. Agape is the word used in John 3.16. It is also the word used by Jesus in Matthew 22.37 when he tells the lawyer, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Jesus uses agape again in verse 39 of Matthew 22, to love your neighbor as yourself. By Crusaders for Christ, the difficulty we have with agape is found in its definition, sacrifice and unconditional. I have a test for you. Who wants to sacrifice? Raise your hands. Okay, no hands went up. Who places conditions on their love? Raise your hands. I see you. All your hands went up. So the new question is, not who do you love, but how do you love? Titus 3 and 3 presents some character traits that we need to dispose of. It says that we were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Folks, every one of us had at least one of those behavior flaws. But for the grace of God, we are one step from going back. But God's love says, I will teach you to be wise instead of foolish. We love him, so we became obedient. He shows us the truth so that we are no longer deceived. He exposes the dangers of our lust and pleasures, and he reveals our malice. He displays our envy, and he declares our hateful attitude. He does all these things because he loves us, and he wants to teach us his way of loving others. So if you want to show the love that God shows you, he teaches us how in his word. We can receive his love by faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us with an unconditional love. Teach us how to love others, your way, not ours. We love you because you first loved us, and we praise you and give you glory for all your many blessings. And we thank you for the greatest blessing of all, your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please share our website with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. The website again is www.greatministries.org. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.